0: No, that song uh the pina colada song no i don't yeah you do everyone always talks about oh it's so weird it's messed up but, like these people trying to cheat on each other and then they just meet at the bar but there's a part of this song where he says in his thing that he wrote do you make do you love making love in the dunes of the cape and that's gross you shouldn't have sex on the beach it's sandy
1: and like if if you're going to certainly not the dunes yeah of they the are cape strictly environmentally protected.
0: I mean, imagine you're you're railing your lady, and you roll over onto a bunch of sea turtle eggs. It'd be terrible.
1: Yeah, don't. It's do that. So those.
0: messy. But hey, if you're into it,
1: <laughs> go
0: on. I, that's it. I mean, you love you love feeling that warm. So don't goo? do
1: that unless that's your thing. <laughs> and if that's your thing, do it responsibly. Mur- murdering, <laughs> murdering sea turtle, miscarrying. Yeah. Just carrying sea turtles <laughs> by the dozen well well you achieve climax
0: You know I love that Steve Martin movie <laughs> <laughs> Anyway this is Dern after reading the penultimate episode Wow well sort of I I'm mean penultimate I you know that word I watch Taskmaster you plebeian <laughs> anyway so yeah until she makes more movies we only have one movie left after this
1: That's amazing
0: I know we're free. The witch's curse is almost broken. So
1: true. Um, Why did the scarecrow win employee of the month?
0: (sighs) That's so Raven. I don't know why did he
1: because he was outstanding in his field.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy boy, that's a good one. That's a joke right there.
1: An ultimate episode quality joke right there.
0: Man, can you believe? Can you believe? Really. We have devoted so much of our lives to this, and we're almost done. What happens when we finish? Does Laura is Laura Dern just going to come out? That'd be so cool, like out of the of TV. The closet? Yeah, <laughs> we. You know, back when we talked about the Ellen episode, we were all like, "What if?" Now we know. Now we know. Big old lesbian. Speaking of which, Ellen is almost done being on TV. What do you think she's going to do afterwards? Ugh. Just live in her mansion with her be billions of dollars. Just...
1: I think she's just going to grow in bitterness as a person. Good. That's good. And isolation.
0: Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this. We had talked about this in the past. Um, the Ellen Energy Adventure ride at Disney World. We have. And, uh, maybe I was talking about it. Was, I think we talked Ellen about it on... Ellen yeah. yeah.
1: has a ride at Disney she World? She did. It
0: was there for like 20 years. It just what? closed like... Within the last five years, and it was, what
1: was it? and it
0: was replaced by the Guardians ride, Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: That sounds more so. On
0: it was in the like uh, the technology pavilion. It was all about energy. So the beginning, you're just in a big theater, and it's a movie playing, and it's Ellen, and I believe her neighbor is Bill Nye. And she's watch. She starts watching Jeopardy. Bill Knight comes over, and he's like, "You should understand science." And she's like, "I'm Ellen. I don't need to understand science. I'm funny." And then she's watching Jeopardy, and her Alex Trebek is there. It's really him. And her friend Jamie Lee what Curtis. To uh, he's he went to, up to a farm upstate. Aww. Anyway, let me <laughs> upstate Canada. Yeah. <laughs> up in ontario ottawa
1: i hope hope he's doing great
0: yeah he's running around naked with the deer (laughs) i I bet he did that once anyway so jamie lee curtis is on jeopardy no she hasn't okay sorry she has a dream where she's on jeopardy with jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis is getting all these science questions right and she doesn't know anything and then like bill nye takes her on this journey and at a certain point you like the whole theater moves and you go through this enormous like Dinosaur scape because he's explaining like where oil came from and energy, and like it's this whole thing about energy conservation. But it was like a 40 minute air conditioned dark ride, so people would go in there to sleep. Anyway, moral of the story <laughs> there's an there are there were several animatronics of Ellen in this ride, and I just hope that she got one after they closed it. How it's many, just like in her bathroom.
1: How many orgasms do you think have been achieved on the Ellen oh. ride? None. Nah. Like, once a week, maybe? Or, like, once
0: an hour? I'm gonna... Who do? You, where do you think it happened more? There or the Hall of Presidents? Because <laughs> I feel like they're both very, like, dark, kind of secluded things. It's
1: been a while, Like, you'd know... You're more familiar with the rights. So you'd know better what's, like, where you could get away with it.
0: I don't know. Ooh, the American Adventure, though. I don't know. Any theater you could do it in. I would say Hall of Presidents is a better bet. Like, there's a lot of sections with loud music where you could just, like, you know...
1: Yep, and Nick is doing a masturbatory
0: gesture. Uh, yes, but of course, not on myself, on my neighbor. Yes, a random stranger, <laughs> <laughs> another denizen of Walt Disney World, Florida. <laughs> well, we did our obligatory Ellen chunk. <laughs> I, I hope that check clears soon. Ah, uh, Dern news. Uh nothing. She <sighs> she enjoyed working with her friends on a Jurassic World three two. Five? the second third one i guess is it cubed e- <laughs> you know it's a real it's a real shame they passed you over to be a writer on the big bang theory i think you really could have brought some edge to that show hey. it's a good thing you're dating my bialik though it's true yeah we're breaking it here first max is dating that woman
1: I am, in no way am i a puppet of the israeli state i assure <laughs> everyone let <laughs> us continue
0: i hope that check clears soon too <laughs> um oh and she went to some 20th anniversary thing for a organization called oc oceana it's just like a ocean science preservation What you know it's
1: this is, this Same like, Hawking,
0: sure
1: different sure it's not day. a cult yacht, like I'm
0: Scientology. Afraid, uh, I don't know. Uh, Ted Danson was there, his yeah, wife. Yeah, cult yacht. Yeah, we'll well. for sure.
1: Steenbergen?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nothing. Not a damn Good thing. for them. Yeah, she spoke. I'm sure she got a nice, nice sum of money for it. You know? <sighs> well, well, well. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I
1: believe I have The Big Dern.
0: I mean, technically, we both had Big Derns, but... What? I don't know. They're both full feature-length films. If you want to go first, you can. I'll i know go first. I know you enjoyed your film a lot. I also did, but okay. you first.
1: I quite liked my film, uh, and what definitely just happened is that I talked about it for i don't know 30 minutes at least oh, we had a
0: whole fun bit in the middle oh
1: we got into oompa loompas like really good shit oh yeah one of our best
0: bits honestly <laughs>
1: and it wasn't recording <laughs> so you dear listener get none of that no <laughs> even even our patreon folks sorry again behind
0: the behind the uh, the paywall
1: we we can't oh. leak that because it is lost to the ether, only in our warped minds.
0: Man, we just had a conversation without recording it. What's the point? <laughs> I want that time back.
1: <laughs> this is why we should always be recording. We should. Make your whole life a podcast.
0: Exactly. That won't affect you negatively at all.
1: Nope. <sighs> so. So, my movie was Rambling Rose. Yes. I will try to be not as much of a Rambling Rose this time around. <laughs> um. Because I don't feel like talking about it for another half hour. That's fair. So we're going to go quickly. Deep South. 1930s. We got a family. They live on like a plantation home. They're real. They're like good upstanding folk. Father, Robert Duvall. Man of the house. Mother, Diane Ladd. Cool as shit. Woman of the house. Woman of the house. Yeah. Uh, Three children. Buddy, 13, when we were introduced to him. Uh we they say that he's uh evil <laughs> he has a mean streak. We'll get into that. Um Middle child, baby doll. Irrelevant to the story, but she's the oldest child a few years later in Mrs. Doubtfire. I bet there's a movie from like nineteen eighty nine where she plays the youngest of three children. And, and good I for her. Bet she does a serviceable job. There's a younger child with a dumb name. Blosky, which, as I <laughs> joked earlier, sounds like a racial slur towards Polish and Italian people. And, of
0: course, my joke earlier was it sounds like a racial slur for native Alaskans. Yes. Ha ha ha
1: ha ha. <laughs> Let us know in the comments which one you like better.
0: Smash that subscribe button mm-hmm. and tell us your favorite racial slur.
1: Smash that subscribe button like this, the 13-year-old's about to smash turns. No, no! But we'll get there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: Dern shows up at this house. She is a wayward 13 year old, not 13 19 year old. yes, young woman. Um, she is trying to leave a life of uh, life where some scoundrels and polecats as they're described. Hey,
0: you can't call them that. they're Polish Americans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Duval frequently refers to these men as
0: polecats throughout this film. It's really good. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to start calling
1: people polecats. Which are basically weasels, except even more adorable. Aw. Um, it's like bush babies. Yeah. What? A, That's
0: a slur. No, they're like sugar gliders. That's I a swear swear no, wait, a oh, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> you can't call them that no more.
0: Ugh. Oh. Hey, some of my best friends are sugar gliders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dern shows up. She is the titular rambling rose, and there'll be some more titular behavior before long. <laughs> uh, because she is
0: horny. Horny. <laughs> horny is the limit. We don't have time for necro. Not wait. <laughs> Why? Enough time for the full term nymphomaniac not necromaniac whoa what's a necromaniac just love killing people or I guess
1: an excitement of dead bodies
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, another another, another one (laughs) you should work at a funeral parlor I'm nuts about them
1: (laughs) you can't get enough of them (laughs) you can't have just one (laughs) um so she is a horny nympho girl, and man pixie horny nympho girl she sees Robert Duval and she is just like jaw dropping in love um and it's he's he's the man of the house, and he's offering also trying to help her and he says up front like you know, the idea of servitude bothers us in this house, so as long as you're with us, you're part of the family. Like, well, you know, it's not like we'll treat you like family and we want you to, you know, be a family member in this house. Uh, Even though she's there to work and she's like an au au pair. Do some child rearing, you know. Yeah, Yeah,
0: a little bit of this, a little bit of that.
1: And she throws herself at Duval at one point, while the kids are watching through the the keyhole and sits on his lap and tries to kiss him and he's like, oh, damned girl, what are you doing? Get your senses about you. And she keeps insisting and he's like, if I kiss you, like, well, just once, will you stop? And she's like, yeah, I'll stop. Just one kiss. I need it. I need it. And he kisses her. Then they make out pretty hard. Then he's got her laying down on the couch and her tits out. Um, But in this moment, he kind of gets a hold of his senses and says, We can't do this. You're crazy, girl. Like, What's gotten into you? And he points sternly down at her and he says, Replace that tit.
0: (laughs) A line I've never heard before. So funny.
1: (laughs) And replace that tit. She does... And then she feels kind of embarrassed and ashamed and unsure, and wants needs an ally to talk to about this. So naturally, she goes to the thirteen year old boy's room and crawls into bed with her, mm-hmm. with him. And she does this innocently. She does seem, she doesn't seem to go in there with any overt sexual intentions. Nothing feels predatory about her behavior but maybe naive and thinking that this isn't a sexual thing to do. Mm-hmm. And buddy is a curious, little evil boy. <laughs> and he reminds her as much over and over again, as he basically talks his way up from feeling her breast over, uh, her nightgown to under her nightgown to feeling, um, her vagina, and bringing her to orgasm, this 13-year-old boy, this 19-year-old woman. Um, he doesn't understand what he did. He thinks he hurts her. Um, but she, in this moment, feels deep shame, and she's like, wait, what the fuck? I'm super fucked up. She's like, I'm a monster. You can't tell anyone about this. Um, what am I doing? What's gotten into me? What am I doing? How did I let this happen? She feels terrible. Um... And she leaves. Then her just nonstop horniness expresses itself in her going out and picking up dudes, which a, feels healthier. A
0: cavalcade of men. A,
1: caval- a veritable cavalcade. A clown of car. At the one the point, Jaya. we get she gets all dolled up and goes wa- walking the town, and we get someone honks her horn at at her, and I never fucking figured this out. The sound the horn makes is auga. Yeah. Which is just what this, the car horns used to sound like. Yeah, that. That's auga. why that's a thing. Never knew. I'm not a smart man. Um, so she gets some augas, gets some cat calls. Um,
0: People's heads were turning into wolf heads, yes. and they were slamming tables. Tongues
1: were rolling like a tape measure. A
0: skunk tried to sexually assault her. Ah, <laughs> the 30s. It
1: was a polecat. Wait, they're not weasels, they're skunks.
0: I mean, that, yeah. that does make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the polecat. Yeah. Polecat.
1: That's why he calls them polecats, because they're skunking around. What? Okay. Horny little polecat. Horny
0: little polecat.
1: And... I had a nickel. So, <laughs> she starts just... one. Duval catches one dude prowling around her, his bushes. Mm-hmm. Scares him off with a shotgun blast. Uh, but then two men are in the bushes fighting. It feels like something about Mary. <laughs> <Like> everyone's <laughs> yeah. just obsessed with her. Um, then a later a gentleman, there's a commotion in, outside of her room, so like Duval and lads storm in. And she's like, what else is going on? And they look out the window and a man has fallen and broken his ankle, uh, trying to escape her window. Um, and they're like, all right, that's enough, Missy. We're sending you, we're, we're done with you. Duval wants to help, but he's like, I, I can't deal with this anymore. I don't understand you. You baffle me. Um, and we got to send you to a farm. They get her another job. Not like Killer. (laughs) 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 Not like Alex Trebek's farm in in (laughs) Ottawa.
0: Oh, wait, did that get... Oh no, that didn't get I cut think out. That's in. Oh, I hope so. That's gonna. You know what? We're not gonna talk about it. It's fine.
1: No. Um, <laughs> should we try to recreate the impallopus? No,
0: no, it's that's okay. come and gone. Yeah, it was genocide. It was hilarious. Uh, it it's was over. So,
1: It was so much better than that sounds. We, <laughs> we took we took a a tried and true observation of the state of the the horrible working conditions of the impallopus, and we made it so much better. We, did. we will not recreate it, but I want the listeners to know that it was magical.
0: They, when when they are writing economic theory books in this coming year, they will think of that moment that was lost to time. Yes. Thank you. Punjab. We
1: could have saved the world.
0: We, we really could have.
1: The, uh, so, they, she's like, well, if I go to a farm, that'd be bad, because it sounds like a bad place to raise a kid. And they're like, what? And it's like, yep, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And they take her to a creepy doctor because it's the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get super into all the details, but this doctor is very much an embodiment of the um, one vehicle for control of women, especially during this time period, of their bodies, of their health, um, in this very cold, analytical, but paternal, logical, academic sense Um Great character. Uh, he's real fucked up, and he's maybe, maybe having his way with Dern behind closed doors is implied a couple times. Um, but he's like, "Jay, she's not actually pregnant. She has an ovarian cyst, and that's what that is. And we we're gonna remove it. And like, normally as a rule, I wouldn't recommend this, but we could also, you know, give her a full hysterectomy and." turn her you know basically spay her and remove her sex drive and it might make her less attractive and cause her to grow hair and Mm. but you want to have it'll diminish the sex drive dramatically and like we should do it it makes sense what else are we going to do about this sexed up girl and duval's like yeah that that makes sense i'm with (laughs) it obviously and Diane Ladd's like, "Whoa, hold on, fuck both of you! That's crazy!" And she gives this wonderful impassioned speech about basically how monstrous that is, um, and how Rose has done nothing wrong, and for her, for them, because they don't understand her to try to control her and mutilate her um, is fucked up. And Duvall's like oh, you're right, honey. Like, you were those... Which, like, you as the viewer feel, because you're like, that was such a good speech. And, like... But the way he just kind of turns, he's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that, Doc. Fuck you, Doc. That's a crazy idea. We won't be doing that to our Rose. Just, dude, two minutes ago, you were all for it. (laughs) So they don't. And... The movie kind of wraps up sort of sentimentally along these lines. Um... The early we're not sure, it feels like we're going to get more of this, you know, challenges towards Robert Duvall and his sexual attractiveness or desire or feelings towards her. And Buddy, the 13-year-old, it feels like both of these are going to... that that's where the story could have gone. But it doesn't. It kind of just brings them together as like a, a caring family. And it's sort of, you know, if only... A caring family like this had um, had been able to take care of a woman like Rose, you know, it, it could help her because she's not a bad person. And then that's what happens. And that's good. Um, which feels a little toothless for what's otherwise a, a really biting movie. And I think offers really wonderful commentary. Um, despite this sort of sentimental bow. Um, I highly recommend it. Dern and Ladd both completely deserving of their Oscar nominations Um, I'm curious to know what they lost to I'll check that later Hmm. Um, it's great you should see it doesn't feel dated and there's a lot I didn't cover in this very brief recap because I didn't feel like going on and on about it there's so much stuff we didn't even get to and it's great go watch Rambling Road there's
0: a car crash there's a hot air balloon fight It's wild. It's true. Wow, that was even better the second time around, Max. Yeah. You're so good. We should record every episode twice. (laughs) Okay. Well, Mm. okay. Let's see. I got a few things between my Derns. Nothing huge. Um, We know it's been a busy season, work and whatnot. Saw Halloween Kills twice. Very is that a new one? Good. That is the new one. It just came out this past, like, two weeks ago, maybe. It's very good. Um, there's some negative reviews going around, but it's mostly people that just watched it as a horror movie and not as another Halloween movie. It's really cool. It has the highest kill count of any Halloween film. How Hall- many? I don't remember the tick, but as as a point of reference, within the first six minutes, Michael Myers kills about ten firefighters nice really it's about Time to i know and it's... man they he wrecks them there's this one guy who has like the cutting a car open saw and he tries to use it on michael and michael just like <clears throat> like reverse turns it into his head and just like <clears throat> <laughs> it's really good though there's it's really good it's a little self-serving and gratuitous but like i feel like they got a lot of people back that weren't in the first new one like they brought back like, four or five, like, ori- people from the original, original, and then they, like, worked in story, like, into the 70s from now. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall showed up for a while,
1: oh, there and he's a there. man
0: now, which is weird. Like, he's a he's a man, man. Like, he... There's, there's kind of a point where, like, there becomes this mob mentality, and everyone's like, evil dies tonight, and they're all chanting it, and it gets a little weird. But it's a cool movie. Check it out. It ends with a super, like, fuck-hope moment, where, like, You think, like, Michael Myers is clearly still on the loose, and you're like, oh no. There's gonna, you know there's a third one coming, so you're like, whatever. And then just, like, bam. I'm not gonna say what happens, but, like, they knock out a person, like, last second. It's crazy. Um, I'm a cat dad now. I've got two cats in my house. It's it's cat. They're cats. Cats. Shit's cats, man. Cats. Hope my landlord doesn't find out, because we're not supposed to have cats, but.
1: Your landlord is our biggest fan?
0: Oh no, Cornman McLandlord, as he is in my phone. Corn? Cornman McLandlord. His his name is Corrin. Cornman. I think with a K, so I call him Cornman. Not to his face, but I should. Uh, And one other thing, I went to the Bates Motel last night. It's a lovely haunted attraction, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. It was fucking phenomenal. It was like two really... Was
1: it actually... Used in Psycho?
0: No, but there are like two really long woodsy walkthroughs. One of them used to be a corn maze, not a corn maze, a a hayride, but they they took that out this year and now it's just all a walkthrough. It was really cool. They had a lot of cool shit. They had a lot of like suspended rope people that would like jump between platforms and stuff. They had literally every fear you could imagine was created in some room or building. There was a clown room, which was phenomenal. I loved it so much. I was laughing the entire time. There's like a, there's a snake farm room, like anything you, there's a, there's a, a room that's just a kitchen and there's like bees everywhere. Like if you have any, <laughs> any fear, there's a point where there's just a grate that's underlit and you could tell it's there. Cause like one person's afraid of grates like my partner is and they walked over, but like genuinely so good. If you could go there, oh, if you have time, go, it's I fantastic. I know that. It's really just cool like though.
1: like a dog.
0: But yeah, in the first walkthrough, there is a scene where you pass the Bates Motel and a guy dressed as Norman, like, with the dress and the wig and, like, a, a meat face on walks by you, like, very, like, trying to get through you to the... <laughs> but
1: they could only get the rights to Vince Vaughn and the shitty remake.
0: <laughs> I still need to see that. No, I you don't. Yeah, I do. Ah, whatever. But, um, yeah. It's really cool. Go if you can. Had a good time. Got spooked. So spooked. It's good. I did. I was... There were... I... So, Haunted House stuff. Air cannons, that's a big thing. They always get me just because the noise is very, like, sudden and sharp. Like, I was a little shoulder jump. One guy in a ghillie suit got me so fucking hard. He was sitting on a table, and I did not know he was there. And he just kind of, his arm reached out, and I, like, brushed along my side, and I jumped out of my entire skin. That, and right at the end, there was this woman, like, kind of a Dios de los Muertos bride kind of deal. And she got really close to me and said in my ear, you smell different when you're sleeping which is (laughs) that's a very good thing to end on i was like
1: "Ah." that's
0: (laughs) the creepiest thing you could say it was really good
1: imagine if she like everybody gets just a different line that's (laughs) that that good i'm
0: sure she has a few yeah
1: they're all (laughs) one-off she
0: She says it every time she's
1: talented improviser in history Uh, yeah so go back get her on the pod
0: i will i'll find her final
1: episode so we can end with that line
0: You smell different when you're sleeping. You do. Yeah, it's like garlic bread. It's weird. That's not what it's like. Oh, what's it like? (laughs) Sleep farts. Sleep farts. My my butthole just opens when I sleep. It's just a (laughs) continuous, slow leak.
1: Anyway, now that you've gotten that out, out from between you, Darren's.
0: Oh, it was a slow leak, all right. Anything else? No, that's pretty much it.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I've been. I hung a bunch of art. You did. Which took like a week of going to the. I like plastered up. I spackled up like an old electrical box. I had to like get a voltmeter to measure wires and stuff. I haven't done and like did a a perfectly fine job for a first pass. But it was a lot of learning. A lot of going back to the hardware
0: store. Oh yeah, that'll that'll happen.
1: And now it looks quite nice. I'm, I'm satisfied with the uh, with the pieces. Quite of arty. Head. So that feels good. 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 Um, I've been watching. Naturally, I've already gushed about this show. I'll do it again. Six sessions season three is upon us, and it is such such a delight. I've watched both episodes multiple times. Thus far, uh, it's incredible. There's no better show on TV right now that I've seen. Um, That's great to have back. And I'm watching another show that a lot of people are already familiar with, but I never really watched. And that was 30 Rock. Oh. And let me just say, what a delight. What a delight. In my mind, I was going... I never... I just assumed it would be kind of, bleh. in my mind, I guess I put it with Parks and Rec, I think just because of, like, Amy Polar Tina Fey, I guess yeah. is why I do that, and it was around the same time, um, and as I've talked on this podcast, I think Parks and Rec is way overrated, and yeah. that if people watched it today, they wouldn't like it nearly as much as they did initially, myself included, um... And so, like, I didn't have high hopes for 30 Rock, but it's like, yeah, let me put it on. And it's so good. And it's so much better, I think, in part because it never feels moralizing. It's (laughs) like these people are kind of assholes. It's one of those things where you watch and you're like, oh, they wouldn't say that today or they, they wouldn't make that joke or, like, that's not where they'd go with that today. But it also doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel excessive. It doesn't feel like a criticism to point that out it's just like oh yeah the jokes we, the kinds of jokes we read are different and it's very funny and like well i think the characters are all great um in part because yeah you don't need to like any of them but you do where parks and rec is sort of like we're gonna make you like it yeah no no thanks <laughs> no thanks they're kind of annoying
0: yeah it's just like different the office yeah. Like, it's sim- It's not the same, but it's, like, the same. Like, it is. Like, it is, but it isn't.
1: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are things I really like about Parks and Rec. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I don't think it'll be remembered historically. As... <laughs>
0: History will not look kindly on no. Parks and Recreation. Shame. Uh, anyway. Although, I did see... Um, Nick Offerman live once with his wife, and he is the sweetest man in the world.
1: Is he? He I'm, is. I'm
0: done with him. What did he do? I just <laughs>
1: saw an ad for some scotch, and it was him and well, the scotch. Of course it was. And it's like that's dude, his whole thing. His whole life is a brand. Yeah, like, oh, like he does the woodworking that like he actually used in his for his man character. On Parks and Rec.
0: He it's... just, like, they made that a thing, but he just likes woodworking. Hey, and he gets I'm, to cash I'm his checks. Done. He gets to cash his checks for doing dumb scotch ads, and he gets to have fun with his wife. They have two little white dogs. The Part of the show was they just, they both read a letter about an argument they were having about cutting down a tree. And then the I, audience I, I, voted on it. They
1: seem fun. They are. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing them, but, like, I don't know. At this point, it feels like too much of a shtick. Eh like he's the 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 man guy
0: i mean let me he does not exploit it at all like live he does he they like i think the first thing he said was like that's not i'm a person (laughs) Like he was just like and there were so many people that you could tell were there to see ron swanson (laughs) and like kind of got bums when he was like i'm not that's not it (laughs) Uh... anyway sorry i don't mean to defend another nick but nick's got to stick together
1: is there really another nick if you'd spell it dumb
0: Yeah, I feel like I've really, I've I've
1: like, gone a little easy on that. (laughs)
0: Listen, buddy, at least I remember to record podcasts. (laughs) Okay. Well, I am now going to talk about this movie that I watched.
1: Okay. Fuck you.
0: (laughs) Okay, my movie was called Daddy and Them. It is a dark comedy that came out in October 2001 mind you, one month after the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers. And The Field in Pennsylvania and The Octagon.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: sorry, I'm going to now kill myself live on air. No. But, uh, so one of the there were like four facts for this movie on IMDb. One of them was that I believe it was the Weinstein brothers, did not think this would play well in theaters, so they premiered it on television. Also, this was Jim Varney's...
1: Very ahead of the game.
0: I know. Uh, But yeah, Jim Varney was in this. It was his last movie. He was very briefly in it because he was very much riddled with cancer at the time. And uh, yeah. So, um, pretty much starts out with uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Laura Dern. They live in like a super like Edward Scissorhands like development of little houses. They're all the same. And they like run around the front of a house. There's a bunch of kids around. And it never comes up whether they're their kids. And, but then at the end, you find out they don't have kids, but like they also just like had these kids kind of running around. They're feral. They're yeah. lo- local kids. But um, she has this piece of glass, and she's trying...
1: Does one of them flip a nickel?
0: No, nah, one of them was shirtless briefly, but... Anyway. So she's trying to kill herself with a piece of glass, and Bill Thornton's chasing her down, gets the glass out of her hand, and calls her silly, and stop trying to kill yourself and whatnot. It's very, very, uh, very, like, woodsy like trashier King of the Hill kind of vibes from the whole movie um they're having this they all they do is fight they bicker everything is a blowout argument basically Laura Dern screams a lot the fight is about um we're not really sure but it's that he had a tattoo of one of his old girlfriends but he covered it up for her but she was still mad about it and then she was also mad about a tattoo of a rose that he got because he had slept with her sister whose name was Rose like your movie (laughs) But he's like, it's just a rose. Sometimes tattoos are just what they are. It's this whole thing. Um, they do a lot of like hanging out and chilling. At one point, they're sitting on the couch, and she says a very good line, which I think embodies the Halloween spirit. Uh, Hand me the candy corn, will you, Shug? And Shug is a very King of the Hill thing, if you're a fan. Uh, there's this whole thing. They fight about the mo- them going to visit her mom... And then he goes out shop. He's, he's through with it. He goes out shop and he gets baloney and he's talking with the guy.
1: <laughs> As men do. And
0: he's talking to the guy and he's. I've, I've had
1: enough to hear it with you, woman. I, I'm going to get some baloney.
0: He puts on his nice short sleeve button up shirt, goes to the store, which is also run by the town pastor. And he's, he's talking to him like, baloney's a pretty lean meat, huh? <laughs> it's like, that is just, that is That is poor poor talk. Like, <laughs> that's,
1: that's... <laughs> Wait, when does this movie take place?
0: i'm gonna say now okay it's not really d like there aren't cell phones but like it's never really discussed what time and there's like everything is pretty antiquated like you know they live in a crappy house they go at once coming soon they go to his family's house and everything's very like old i mean his dad is played by andy griffith so <laughs> andy griffith in 2001 there yeah. you go um they they get in this blowout fight him and the guy at the stories like they're fighting about like the uh, Billy Bob Thornton is like, ah, all you do at church is show off new clothes. I know how it is. And then the priest is like, are you still an alcoholic? And then he ripped the Billy Bob Thornton rips up the baloney. They had this all starts because Billy Bob Thornton is buying things on credit because he's very poor. Anyway, and then at the end they have this big fight and they just back and forth a little bit. And then Billy Bob Thornton says, can you slice me some more baloney? She'll kill me if I don't bring home the baloney. <laughs> and then uh, they're they're chilling outside with Everclear. He loves ever. It comes up multiple times that the he... The
1: drink or the... Yes, the okay. drink. He...
0: No, they're, they're chilling with the band Everclear. They live with them <laughs> in a small house. But, uh, so they're doing this. They're just kind of hanging out, bickering generally. And then he gets a phone call and he finds out that his uncle, uh, what was it? Hazel, Hazen, excuse me, is in jail for armed robbery. And then, uh, Mama, Diane Ladd, Laura Dern's mother, and her sister Rose, for some reason, she comes too. They both come, fly to the house so they could all go together to the, Billy Bob Thornton's family's house to, like, settle this dispute and, like, figure out what's going on, go to the hearings and whatnot. And Billy Bob Thornton's like, that's weird. Why are they coming? And she, uh, Laura Dern's like, it's a family matter. The family's got to be here. And Laura Dern is just so fucking pissed off that her sister is coming the whole time. It's just, like, it's a good movie, but, like, there's definitely parts that are just gratuitous. Like, they fight the entire time. It's just so much um, at one point the, they're all in the car together heading to the, the family's house and the mother she's, she drinks too but like it, it's kind of played as like it's okay for her to drink cause she's not poor but like when Billy Bell Thornton drinks I mean it never super comes up like at one point later there's a, like an outsider marries into the family and is like just fucking blows her lid you guys are all fucking crazy you're all mad if you just talk to each other things would be so much better anyway it's a very, like, meme humor movie. So, like, he storms out of the car after Diane Ladd says some shit about, like, whatever. He, she's just talking about, like, menial like, oh, Laura Dern, remember when you dated this other boy? Like, they're they are both so, so jealous towards each other the entire film. And he storms out of the car and he says, I'm fucking walking there. And he takes a beer and cracks it open. He starts walking.
1: Where's the baloney
0: store? Ba- yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go rip up some bologna. So he just starts walking and, like, they they leave him. He, she's the, uh, one of them in the car with Lord Dern is like why don't you go get him and she's like ah there's no point talking to him when he's like this which is fair he's just leaving and he's, he picks up a rock and he's just like playing with rocks and walking and he, he kind of like tosses it right as the car goes by and he doesn't see it and it hits the car and this guy gets out of the car like a beard and glasses and stares at him kind of squared up yeah. and they, it cuts between either of them and then the guy just starts chasing him down and they're running down the street and you can hear that the guy's like heavier he's like huffing and puffing and still like running both arms <laughs> it's, it's meany it's weird so, he gets there. Did you say Meme? Meme. It's me- Meme Hume. It's very, like, that kind of vibe, the whole thing. So, he gets to the house, and who is there but his, uh, I believe it's his brother, John Prime. Is yeah. just, And he just plays, like, a cool, like, pretty laid-back dude, just kind of hanging yeah. out. Uh Dern is there, she's like, she's sitting there playing with her toenails or something, and she has wet hair, and she has the window open.
1: Playing with her toenails?
0: And she's just like, she's very, like, country-wise. She's like, ah, I love sitting sitting with wet hair or the window opens. I love the night time, it's the best time. Like, shit, like, Paula yeah. Dean. like, yeah. if Paula Dean was a blind old mystic, it would be that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's all she, she says that or she screams. That is her entire personality in this film. Um they talk he's like we should fuck right now and she's like but the house is full and he's and then she's like but there's a bunch of car hoods outside and then they go have sex on a car hood and fall asleep and they wake up to john Prime coming out to get the newspaper and he's his pants are pulled down they're both asleep on the car hood and then they just him and john Prime just talk for a minute and then he says i'll oh, we'll be in in a second it's just yes. it's very, like it's very cordial like this happens all the time and then we go inside up uh, andy griffith is there <laughs> you him. yeah he's just there and he's like i couldn't sleep last night there was a terrible noise outside (laughs) he's all he's like old he's a little out out of it maybe but he might also just be a man of the time in the south whatever he keeps like mixing up that his son used to sleep with rose and he might just be antagonizing him antagonizing him i'm not sure um they go to church this weird little southern church there's one, there's a one person band and it's like a 12 year old boy on a drum set. And the pastor is just Vera. so like glitzy Southern blue suit pastor. And he's like, let's all pray for, and they just call out, let Hazen's in jail. Let's pray for him. And he's like, what's he in jail for? And Andy Griffith's in the front row. He's like, arm robbery. He just calls it out. Hmm. This movie is just so profoundly like John Prine song, Southern living, like cracker barrels, fancy kind of stuff. I'm really into it. Um, So they go to, they go to the jail after this and they all walk in. Like they walk immediately through the the first guy. He puts his beat. They go through like the security thing. He puts his beer in the basket, pushes it through, walks through, grabs the beer, Mm. keeps going. Everybody just is walking through. It's beeping every time. There's a security guard there. He's on the phone talking about like worms or some shit. And they, the last one finally goes through and they are off camera for a comedic beat. And then he looks up and goes, Hey, y'all can't just wander in here. Get back here and check in. It's just so hokey. It's Andy Griffith. It's great. And they, they see, we see Jim Varney, and they're talking on the, on the jail phone. The whole family, it's like 12 people. Every time they, they, are, they present as a group, the entire movie is <laughs> It is hala- utterly hilarious. And um, John Prine is just there watching them talk. And he, he turns to the, his, uh, Jim Varney's wife, who is a British psychiatrist for some reason. Um, and he's like, it's such a thing to see an f- uh, older brother and his younger brother talking through a jail phone. And then she's like, what? And then he just repeats it verbatim. And I was like, John Prine, you're an amazing man. We lost you way too soon. Then we meet the lawyers. Of course, the whole family's there. And it is a married lawyer couple. It is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Ben Affleck. and wow. And they hate each other. They bicker not like.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis and Ben Affleck are married. And is he, is she noticeably older yes, than him? Yes, and it things? comes
0: up that yeah. she, like, married him because he was, like, young and virile, and he's not, he's <laughs> not he went to, like, some joke law school, and she's, like, a real lawyer, and she <laughs> just antagonizes him and hates him like, so deeply It's...
1: That sounds like the best part of this it's movie. It's
0: great, like, they are in the movie for maybe five minutes altogether and it is... Oh, God So... Oh, man They just, they fight so much My God um, they they fight. There's a bunch of scenes where they're just shooting guns out in the woods. Andy Griffith is shooting a gun. And I was like, ah, he's the sheriff. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. they have a velvet dog painting in their living room. It's very good, incredible. It's like my velvet dog painting, but like a closer, like a pointier Rottweiler. Uh, they go to Dusty's Liquors
1: (laughs) It's like one of my velvet Yeah, I I have,
0: you've seen him Brutus, he's a great boy They then get a list and they figure out They need to go and get liquor for this little picnic They're gonna have to like meet with the lawyers And hang out, so they go to Dusty's Liquor And such, great store name (laughs) And uh, there's this Montage of them in the liquor store And there's these two ladies behind the counter Which just look like weird like I don't know, they're just so they're just there, and, like, the the they're doing, like, this thing where they're, like, throwing liquor bottles behind their backs at each other, and, like, at one point we see Bill about Thornton with, like, the gallon, like, the gallon box of Everclear, and he's like, Everclear. He yeah. whispers, like, he whispers it, and you hear it over the music, and that's the only word you hear in this entire montage. <laughs> and well, let me it...
1: ask you this. You're, yes. a, you're a barkeep. I am. Can you, you got tricks?
0: Uh, eh. I don't, I don't like to practice them at work, because they're, you know, you might drop them.
1: You should get a a practice bottle. Yeah.
0: I, I don't I don't need to be cocktail. I don't need to be Tom Hanks's character. Tom, oh, Hanks. Tom Cruise. <laughs> what? His it's name is just
1: shittier <laughs> Cocktail. I,
0: I feel like if they made cocktail with Tom Hanks it would have been a different movie. <laughs> yeah. And I stand by that. Uh so they have this barbecue and basically Jamie Lee Curtis they they have a fucking blowout fight and she's like, "You think when you marry a 30-year-old you could last more than 3 minutes?" and she just storms off. And then Ben Affleck calmly stands up and says i think you need to find different lawyers and leaves <laughs> and this picnic the whole time billy Bob thornton lord are just macking on each other while this entire thing plays out in front of everyone else
1: this feels like like a fun house version of my movie
0: it really honestly it's the same movie just more fun but also darkly upsetting <laughs> um they go to court jim varney's there and we find out that the man who he attempted to rob was none other than Walter Goggins.
1: Really? Yes, and, like,
0: it's this whole thing where, like, he accused him of, like, hitting him with a doorstop or something. And, like, we find... Walter
1: Goggins, poor guy. No one looks, like, more of a villain.
0: He has a vodka. Did you know? Walter Goggins? (laughs) He has a vodka. A a designer vodka. Nah, he doesn't. Walter Goggins has a vodka. E-I-E-I-O. Anyway... (laughs) And we find out, like, he might go to jail for life because it's attempted murder. It's this whole thing. Everyone's really upset. At one point, we're in the living room, and everyone's just kind of bummed out. And John Prine is there, and, like, everyone's crying, and he just looks at this, uh, the British woman, and he's like, can you pass me that book? And he says it, like, four times before she acknowledges him. And she's like, it's a psychiatry book. And he's like, that's fine. And then he just starts reading it. And then he's reading that book for, like, the rest of the movie until the end. It'll, it'll come up. Okay. Um... We find out they have another velvet dog painting in the living room. This one's, like, a white puffy dog. It's so cute. Their living room is so dreamy. Like, it's such a, such, such, like, vintage, I love it so much. Not only could I sell it for so much money, I could also live in it. I'd love it. Uh, there's a, uh, Dern, they have a fucking enormous blowout fight, like, Dern and Billy Bob Thornton, because, like, he's saying goodbye to Rose, and they, like, Do the friendly like kiss on the cheek, like oh, we'll have to come up to your place, yada yada yada. And Dern just fucking is screaming and banging on the hood like a possessed witch. It's kind of it's kind of a bit much. And then the the, Billy Bob Thornton is just like, "Ah, I'm gonna go to a fucking nightclub. You get out of here. Like take him to the airport. And then we see he goes into the living room and immediately like the brother dude, the guy who passed the beer through the scanner, he comes out dressed up, and and Billy Bob Thornton's like, You look like a cab burglar, and he says. We going to that gentleman's club? <laughs> like, he just heard it screamed outside, and he was ready. Anyway, they get into a car accident. It's this whole thing. Uh, Billy Bob, like, Laura Dern is screaming and running up to the accident, and then she finds him. And within 30 seconds, they're fighting it. Like, she's, she's crying relieved, and then immediately they're fighting because the EMT was, like, touching him. Like, the female what? EMT was, like, had her hand on him and was, like, you know, taking care of it. Right. It's so dumb. So um everyone's at home now the british woman pops her top she just like screams at all these people she's like a psychiatrist and she's like you need to all you all need therapy you are terrible you are all just killing yourselves and you are just gonna you aren't gonna grow old you're gonna fade away it's this whole thing um there's also this monkey the the mama the woman that's married to andy griffith has this monkey and when you clap it just plays like a like a monkey song? I was gonna try to find it, like but... A toy monkey. Yeah, but it's okay. like... Monkey, monkey dance, dude, monkey dance. That's the wrong, But it's like that. What, and all what, she does...
1: What do- genre of music is
0: that? I'd say stadium rock. But like, it's just like... <laughs> and she just... She'll sit there and just listen to it. And it'll just go off at certain times, like when people... Like when there's a loud noise. <laughs> so the monkey's going <laughs> That's off.
1: That's a really funny It's bit.
0: It's a funny background. But like, so the monkey goes off and... Because Walter Goggin's is knocking at the front door like later at night, uh, John Prine answers. He goes outside and he based the Walter Goggin's tells him like it it didn't happen. I lied, I fell. I he didn't hit me. It was a mistake. I'm gonna go in tell them everything's gonna be dropped. And then John Prine is like happy and he goes inside and then he in turn goes to everyone in the house and like gives them therapy because he read this book, and it's like it's not bad advice. Like he goes to the mom and he's like i'm gonna buy you a real record player mama so you can quit he doesn't say anything he's like so you can listen to other music and she's like that'll be nice she goes to the dad he goes to the dad and says like maybe if you talk to mama she wouldn't be playing that damn monkey so much then he goes to laura dern and he's like i forget he gives them like good solid therapy advice about like he goes to laura dern and then billy Bob Billy billy Bob thornton's at the, on the toilet at the time at the time mm-hmm. and he's just like you tune, you like you know, she talks all this game about people she's dated, but, like, she's still with you, and, like, then... Like, advice like that. Like, clearly you two are just, like, working up jealousy, and it's not real, and you live together, and you've been together so long, like, yada yada. And that's pretty much it. Oh, his truck was totaled, so they have to get a ride home. And then they're at home, and then they're in bed together, Billy Bob Thornton, Laura Dern. And there's this scene where we see Billy Bob Thornton, like, dropping kids off at a daycare, but it kinda just it's just like placed there, and then afterwards they have a talk about having kids. So I don't know if that was supposed to be like a dreamy thing, like, oh, this could be what happens. And he's like being a good dad in the little thing. There's a few weird, like, artsy cinema moments in the movie, like that happened. There's a scene where like we hear what Billy Bob Thornton says before he says it and then he says it again, like with his mouth. I don't know. But yeah, that is it. That's it.
1: How how hot was Dern and Billy Bob?
0: Pretty hot. I mean, Billy Bob was he's Billy Bob Thornton. He was very tan, hairy, ta- a lot of tattoos. Uh, Laura Dern was, you know, 2001 era country, country like, <laughs> not trailer park trashy because they lived in a house, but like house trashy. Nice. But nice. She was hot. It worked. Um, oh, and at the end, we hear one of my favorite John Prine songs, uh, In Spite of Ourselves, which you might know. It's like a two, it's him and a woman, and they sing about each other, and they kind of like joke and poke fun. Like, she at one point she's like caught you sniffing my undies i don't know we haven't got laid in a week of sundays all that stuff and there's this there's this video over the credits of everyone coming out of the the montgomery house like the the main house like every the whole crew like all the actors every crew like it's really neat because like everyone got to be in the movie oh cool and i was like oh that's such a nice touch and it was over it was really good i liked it a lot it was it was the one of the whitest movies I've watched in a long time, but it was also that there was, will happen here on Durnaf. And it, there was right? just there was like a twang over the whole almost the entire movie was back set to just twangy guitar, and I wish I would have done more research to see if like John Prime did the soundtrack and like who directed it, like if he had any part in writing it. I'm sad I didn't do that, but it's a good movie. It's worth watching. It's definitely if you're into country, if you're into Cracker Barrel, you'll love this movie. <laughs> if you like John Prime, this is your shit. Good. damn sorry I, d- I didn't mean to speed around that but I don't want to get a parking ticket yeah,
1: this is very well done um, okay. I do have an addendum to, to um, my uh, turn yes and that is who the people who won the Ooh, Academy Awards I, I saw you
0: looking this up I am curious
1: uh, for best supporting actress was Mercedes Rule for mm-hmm. the Fisher King which I have not seen I believe Robin Williams, um, and a more well-known actress and character for Best Actress of 1991, one of the only horror Academy Award winners.
0: 91.
1: It won Best Picture, Best and Best Actress.
0: Damn! Oh, I'm gonna kick myself. What was it? Eh,
1: I'm not even gonna tell oh, you.
0: Come on. Was it part of a franchise? Or was it as a one Not one-off? really, but sort well, of like mm. the
1: books are. There are other movies in the same Oh, the same um, was
0: it Interview with a Vampire? No. Oh, That's close, though. That what, is, what was it? Come on, come on.
1: Silence of the Lambs. Oh, fuck! Jodie Foster. Damn.
0: You know, there. there's a guy. He actually helped design the shirt Studio House. Um, you know his stuff. Um, he's releasing a Silence of the Lambs shirt tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, good. I love that movie.
1: I also don't know Studio
0: House. Oh, he makes those VHS stack shirts I have.
1: Oh, gotcha. And, like,
0: I spooky you know. stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cool. Whew, what else well, else got? What, what
1: we, what we, we have next one
0: time? movie left, and what we are, are we fucking done? done. We are watching Dr. T and the Women, probably with our friend Tyler.
1: Oh, that's the... Oh, and I just realized, that's directed by Robert Altman. Who did
0: shortcuts. Oh dang. Oh shit, I didn't know that. I don't think it's also, a, I don't
1: think it's one of his best.
0: I did a I a, yeah, it looks a like a very glass. I mean, just if you know anything about the movie.
1: This will be a good it's one. It's about a
0: gynecologist that everyone is in love with because he's and fucking what's his face? Richard Gere. Thank you, Richard Gere. Also, my movie was both written and directed by Billy Bob Thornton himself. I did oh, not know look that. At that. This must have been post Sling Blade. I think mm-hmm. that was his first maybe not. I don't know. What are you gonna do? You know what? You say tomato, I say sling blade. It's a nine inch blade. That's all that matters. Have you seen He's sling like blade? See a nine inch hog? Nah, it's a, it's a it's a knife.
1: I actually haven't seen it. Usually, sh- oh, he great. has a blade.
0: Well, I would say not to not to give you homework, but it's it's based on a short film that he made, and then they funded him. They were like, make this a full movie, and he did. Oh, really? It's it's pretty good. I mean, he plays a profoundly mentally ill man, but like you know, he does it well. Yeah if Billy Bob he could do anything it's profoundly mentally ill well
1: or mean hot drunk
0: true <laughs> bad Santa I've been watching Goliath and he's basically the same oh, character damn. as bad Santa I forgot he's in if Goliath if bad Santa were a high powered attorney he, he was <laughs> bad Santa's in the same canonical universe yeah. Man. well Max till we meet again one last time you all. Well. Goodbye, Dern. Love you, Dern. Love you, Dern. Oh,